Hello, hello. Welcome back to Astrology by Janae, the podcast. I am your host, Janae Anthony. I am a Hellenistic astrologer and tarot reader. And today we are going to be going into the astrology for the week of August 10th through the 16th. Now this week there aren't as many planetary happenings going on in the sky, but we do have a lot of moon action going on. So I will just jump into the astrology for this week. Starting out on Monday, right? The moon's day. This is perfect because the first aspect we have on Monday is Moon Sextile Venus. And this is a beautiful aspect. I would argue it is the most beautiful aspect of the entire week this week because Moon and Venus are in mutual reception. Now, mutual reception is a term that's used to describe when two planets are in each other's signs. So the moon will be in Taurus, you know, the sign of his exaltation, and also the sign ruled by Venus. And Venus is in Cancer, which of course is ruled by the moon. And so we have these two planets and each other's signs, and they're communicating with each other. And like I said last week, the moon and Venus are best friends. So this is just such a good, lovey-dovey, juicy aspect to tap into today, right? We can be feeling more affectionate. Um, we might give out our love more easily because there isn't really any anxiety or fear when there is a sextile between the moon and Venus, right? They trust each other and they just want to give and provide for each other, especially in this mutual reception like this. So this is a great energy to tap into if you are looking to provide for other people, if you want to nurture others, if you want to nurture yourself, right? Especially if that involves food or feeding someone or something, right? Maybe you can have like some home-cooked doggy treats or something for your little doggo. That would also be um, something that would be associated with this aspect. But more on, you know, just a general side of things, because I do like to relate this to, you know, everyday life. Not all of us have dogs. I don't have a dog. But, um, you know, how can we use this energy just in day-to-day -day life? This is great for just creating a stable footing, right? Um, a secure footing where you can really start to build things off of. And because it is a sextile, it is something that you will have to actively, consciously tap into, right? When there's a sextile between planets, it's it takes more effort to reach into that energy. But it is here, and it feels good. So definitely be sure to use this on Monday. Now, the next thing that will happen on Monday, it's kind of three aspects all at once, right? We'll have the moon conjoining Uranus and Taurus, but at the same time that's happening, we also have the moon squaring Mercury in Leo at, you know, 10 degrees. And while this is happening, you know, it's the moon isn't just square Mercury. Uranus is square Mercury as well. So we have a moon-Uranus conjunction square Mercury. And this is about really speaking up for yourself and expressing what your needs are. Pretty much throughout the whole transit of Mercury through Leo, that is what we're being asked to do. You're being asked to express your needs, especially when the moon is communicating with Mercury and Leo. And on Monday, we'll have this communication between these two planets in the form of a square, right? And squares are aspects of tension. So the, you might not be expressing things in the most loving of ways because, you know, Uranus is not gentle, right? Uranus can be excitable, volatile at times, but just very unexpected, uncontrolled energy. And if you're coming from a place where your needs are related to liberation or related to freedom or just related to 
completely authentic expression in some type of way, you're not going to hold back when you're expressing your need to be able to do this, right? Because there's nothing that can hold Uranus back. Uranus will just do what it wants to do. And because this is Mercury and because this is Leo, we might find, you know, just incredible ways to express these ideas, right? It might not be something as simple as speaking up for yourself and saying, hey, this is what I want. You might create a piece of art that, you know, visualizes your needs or your wants. You might, you know, hear a song that deeply resonates with you because this is Leo, right? And Leo is about creativity and creating. So on Monday, we're really being asked to for one, just feel really good, maybe eat a cupcake or two <laughs> with the sextile between Moon and Venus, but also with the Moon-Uranus conjunction squaring Mercury, you know, we need to express our ideas. And, you know, whenever Mercury and Uranus get together, despite whatever kind of aspect it is, it's always, you know, just out of the box thinking, right? So, if you come up with ideas today, write them down because they are great ideas, right? Uranus is a maverick. Uranus is a genius, a mad genius at times, but a genius nonetheless. So pay attention to the ideas you have on Monday. Moving on to Tuesday. Tuesday is another day where there's not really any planetary transits going on, but where we have the moon communicating with so many different planets in the sky. Right, of course, on Tuesday, we will have the moon moving through the latter degrees of Taurus. And of course, this means it will be aspecting the planets in the latter degrees of Capricorn. It is a trine, so this can be a bit more of a functional energy, but the planets in Capricorn are heavy nonetheless. Um, but what I like about this lineup here is that the first aspect that the moon will form is a trine with Jupiter. And, you know, moon and Jupiter always get along. Even if it is a Jupiter in Capricorn where, you know, Jupiter is very uncomfortable in this sign, the moon and Jupiter are still, you know, like best friends. And, well, not best friends. That is definitely Venus's um, role. But, you know, they're, they're cordial with each other. They have good times when they get together. And so because the moon is coming from such a strong position and its exaltation sign of Taurus, right? It can help to bolster Jupiter a little bit because like we just mentioned, Jupiter is not a happy camper in Capricorn at all. And so when the moon comes and connects with Jupiter in this way, the moon is kind of offering support for Jupiter, kind of helping him out of, you know, his depression, if you will. And so the moon Jupiter aspect is about optimism, having something to look forward to. Um, so the moon Jupiter aspect on Tuesday, it could, you know, bring a little hope because um, God knows we need help, hope this week. Well, yes, we need hope and we need help, especially with some of the later chances going on, but I digress. Um, this is a great aspect to tap into if you want to make something concrete, right? If you have some sort of dream that you want to accomplish because, you know, Jupiter is about our dreams to some extent, you know, what we could have if we could have it all. That is what Jupiter would show us. And, you know, Jupiter is in an Earth sign, Capricorn, where, you know, Capricorn is not typically associated with dreams and getting what you want. It's about reality. It's about hard work. It's about what you have right now, not what you want in the future. Um, and the moon moving through Taurus is like a very stable energy, but Taurus is future oriented in the sense that Taurus is thinking long term, right? And so when we have this trine between the moon and Jupiter today, 
It's about how can we take our goals, our dreams, what we want, how can we take that and make it a part of our reality? How can we manifest it in the real world? How can we turn that into something that we can physically touch with our bodies, that we can see with our eyes, that we can smell with our nose, right? All the senses. How can we make that a concrete part of our life? That is what this trine is really asking us to examine and um the next aspect that will happen on tuesday is a square to the sun right the moon and taurus square the sun and leo at 19 degrees of each sign right and this is the waning square where the sun or not where the sun where the moon is losing light right the the square to the sun after the full moon. So when we have, you know, this third quarter moon, it's about, you know, kind of taking a step back and examining things a little bit. It's not really the time for action. So we're really in a stage of, you know, planning and winding down. Maybe we're coming to the end of one cycle, right? Like the moon is about to come to the end of the lunar cycle. Similarly, there's something that we are wrapping up and preparing to move on to the next thing. And so with the moon squaring the sun and Leo and trining all the planets in Capricorn, you know, this is really about what are you doing in your life that serves you, right? Leo is about the self and the square is a challenge to the self, right? So are the goals that we have in mind, are they really going to serve us in the long run and help us be who we authentically want to be? Or are they the goals we have in mind just because society conditions us to have these goals in mind? Especially, you know, with Pluto and Saturn and Capricorn, those planets are pointing to societal conditioning. How, you know, the media and society, the media and the society that we're raised in, how that, you know, it kind of determines what we want in life. And so the square, right, the moon square sun is, you know, challenging that. It's challenging what we actually think that we want because the moon, the moon's aspects of the planets in Capricorn, that's harmonious. So there's not really a question there. There's not a question of how we want what we want. It's just a matter of this is what we want and this is how I plan on manifesting it. But then the sun is coming in and shining a light to that and being like, hey, are you sure that's what you want? And if you are sure that's what you want, that's great. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting the same things that society tells you that you should be wanting. That is completely valid. But, you know, if it's not what you want, if your true goals aren't in line with society, you might recognize that because of the tension between the sun and moon, right? The tension between the needs and the wants of the moon and the self-expression and ego of the sun. These things will be at odds today. And, you know, as this is going on, we also have some big energies coming into play. And by big, I mean the outer planets, right? We'll have the moon sextiling, Neptune and Pisces, and we'll have the moon trining Pluto and Capricorn. And this happens more or less around the same few degrees, right? Um, while the moon is moving through the latter degrees of Taurus, it's kind of like boom, 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 all these connections with all these outer planets. Um, and not just the outer planets, but the biggest planets in the sky, right? We have Jupiter, then let's see, what's the order? We have Jupiter, then we have Neptune, then Pluto, then Saturn, right? And, you know, Pluto isn't one of the biggest planets in the sky in terms of its size, but it is definitely big in terms of its energy, right? And so there's a lot of, you know, outside influences going on. The outer planets tend to symbolize those things that are 
bigger than us that are outside of our control and that kind of impose their will onto us instead of the other way around, right? And so when we have the moon, a planet that is so personal to us, right? Or more technically a luminary that is so personal to us that we have so much control over, right? We can take and manipulate the moon's energy and do whatever we want with it. But we cannot do the same with those outer planets. So this is pointing to, you know, the difference, well, not the difference, but that discrepancy between wanting to do what, you know, what you want to do and the way you want to do it, you know, against the bigger powers at play, especially when we're talking about Pluto and Capricorn. Nobody's going to control Pluto, uh, least of all you, least of all me. Like one person cannot control Pluto. Pluto is so much bigger than any one person. And, you know, because the energy is flowing so freely between the moon and Pluto in this trine, right? Um, it might be easy to be controlled and you know we're thinking about the moon being in Taurus it might be being controlled into a sense of comfort and because Neptune is also involved at the same time this is happening it's very likely that this could be a false sense of comfort because Neptune confuses things and you know is can make things very deceiving upon a first glance. So if there is some outside source that is claiming to provide comfort or stability for you, at first it may seem, you know, like the perfect solution, but upon a, a deeper, closer examination, you might just find that, oh wait, this isn't actually the solution to my problem. This is the solution to me, you know, making noise about my problem. Because if this outside force can quell me, then it thinks that I won't have to speak up anymore. Um, so don't be lulled into a false sense of comfort. Um, that is very possible with Neptune. Um, so yes, just be careful. Tap into the Earth energy you know, really tap into the moon in Taurus because that is where you will find your autonomy because it is the personal point in play in these transits, right? And so this theme kind of continues on to Wednesday where at, you know, the very end of the sign, 27 degrees, the moon in Taurus will trine Saturn in Capricorn. And you know, because Saturn is one of the traditional planets that we can see with the naked eye, it is something that is a little bit more in our control, right? Jupiter and Saturn are both still on the out, not the outs, but on the very rims of what we as humans can see and control. And, you know, adding symbology to that, it's when we're talking about astrology, those planets represent energies that are bigger than us, but that we still have some sort of say in. And so the moon has just finished these major conversations with both Neptune and Pluto. And now the moon is making a trine to Saturn, which is a little bit more realistic about things. It's a little bit more manageable, right? Saturn and Capricorn is totally the manager type of energy that wants to lay down the law and get things in order. And because the moon is still in Taurus, this is about getting what you need in order to feel comforted in order. Um, what you need to feel good, like be realistic about it. If, you know, you need a brownie today to feel good, you know what? Eat that brownie. <laughs> you know, like Saturn is all about doing what you have to do in order to reach the goal that you have in mind. And if a brownie is going to help you with that goal. All right, Moon and Taurus, go ahead, eat that chocolatey brownie. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is, 
you know, kind of the end of this kind of, um, you know, journey, <laughs> the moon's journey through the latter part of Taurus. You know, she was with Jupiter and, you know, the that's pointing to the initial inspiration, um, the initial, you know, awareness being drawn to what it is that you want. And then, hold on, let me look at the transits and see the order. So yeah, it starts with Jupiter, squares the sun, sextiles Neptune, trines Pluto, and then it ends with Saturn, right? And I think this is important. This little track, you know, it starts with Jupiter and ends with Saturn. And like I was just saying, Jupiter and Saturn are those energies that are beyond us, but that we still have a say in. And so whatever is going on around us, you know, it is very big stuff happening, <laughs> you know, like the world is definitely going through some stuff, but you are not the world. You are your own person and you have autonomy in your own life. So this, you know, sequence of aspects going on with the moon here is really pointing to, you know, how are you going to utilize the resources that are available to you to your advantage. You know, you get to decide how to move through your life. Despite anything else going on in the world, you have a choice. And even when you don't have different choices of how you can act, right? You could be backed into a corner. There could only be one choice in front of you and you have to take that choice. You still have control over your mindset about that choice, right? Maybe this choice is, it just has to be done and you will sulk about it and be frustrated for the next three months. Or maybe you can, you know, hold up your white flag, say, you know what, here I don't have a decision, that's fine. But from this point on, I do have my own autonomy and I will have the power to make different choices in the future, right? It's all about your mindset and how you choose to view things. And, you know, especially with Saturn, um, right? That final trying to Saturn, Saturn wants to be realistic. And, you know, Saturn is about, um, you know, it's about time and how you choose to use your time. So will you waste your time sulking in a corner or will you use your time to start strategizing and planning your next move so that in the future, you don't end up in a similar situation where you feel stuck like you do now, right? This is what this transit is about. And so we have this, you know, deep, life lessons where we're contemplating and learning things and then it's such heavy energy and then the moon moves into gemini <laughs> and the moon moving into gemini is such a welcome break right the moon and gemini is such good energy right it feels so good um you know i am biased because this is my natal placement but gemini moon is great energy it's definitely great energy if you want to release some of the stress or the heaviness that you've been feeling because Gemini is an air sign, right? And air is very light. And so the moon and Gemini could completely take our minds off of anything that we were going through the previous days, right? And, you know, this could be a double-edged sword because, you know, on one hand, it's good to be distracted from the stress. But on the other hand, you don't want to be so distracted that, you know, you just lose track of things. And then suddenly, you know, all these things that are causing you stress aren't even on your mind anymore. And then you're not doing anything to fix them. <laughs> that is a downside to, to uh, the moon and Gemini. It can be so distracted. It can have so many different things on its mind that it can be difficult to figure out where to put the focus. And so we have the moon moving from, you know, the slow moving sign of Taurus into the quick, um, you know, rapid firing Gemini. And, you know, things can get 
lost in the process of that rapid fire. Um, so there isn't much <laughs> planetary support to slow down this energy. Um, but even if the energies aren't manifesting in the sky via transits, right? We can still kind of make it make a conscious effort to slow ourselves down. So just be careful not to overlook things during the moon and Gemini transit on Wednesday. And that moves us along to Thursday. Good old Thursday. Now, this will likely be one of the most, if not the most, challenging day of the week because we have good old Mars and Aries square good old Pluto in Capricorn. Right? Aspects to Mars are not the best. Aspects to Pluto are not the best. The square aspect is not the best. Mars square Pluto <laughs> is not the best. This can be very, very difficult and volatile and even violent in some circumstances. And especially if we relate this to, you know, what's going on in the world socially and politically, this is, you know, a sign, well, not a sign, but an aspect of major major conflict going on, right? Mars is all about conflict and Pluto is about control, especially in Capricorn. It's about who holds the power over society. And so we have this tension between the individual, right? Mars and Aries, the self against society and societal power, right? Pluto and Capricorn. And this looks like civil protest to me. Um, and of course, whenever there are protests, the media typically says riots and, you know, looters and all this stuff. So that could definitely be associated with this aspect. I would not be surprised if we see, you know, more focused being paid to the protests that are happening, not just in America, but around the world, right? This is a global energy. This aspect is happening <laughs> for everyone. And, you know, people will be fed up on Thursday. Um, Pluto and Mars are not energies that can be ignored. And when they're facing up against each other, you know, that's a, that's a pretty big face up. <laughs> um, so uh, I would <laughs> just say, you know, if you are going to get out there and fight for your rights and fight for your freedom, expect to have to defend yourself because on Thursday, you know, just sitting idly by is not going to, you know, fly <laughs> for either side. There will be, you know, fighting back. Um, in a more, you know, personal, practical sense, this might be, you know, sticking up and claiming your own power in your personal relationships or just in your life in general, right? We were talking about, you know, the power you have in situations, like even if there's seemingly no choice for you to make, you have the power to decide what you want your mindset to be. And so on Thursday, we're really being asked to tap into that and find our personal power and, you know, figure out what it is we're fighting fighting for, if we are fighting for anything. And um, on a more mundane level, <laughs> this could be, you know, like fires or, you know, explosions. Um, I hope we don't see another explosion because what happened in Lebanon is so tragic. But you know, this is the type of energy <laughs> that could cause that. And so if you are doing activities that involve fire, such as cooking or something simple like lighting a match, just be careful. Take a little bit more caution because, you know, Mars symbolizes flames and fire and Pluto is about control. And, you know, Pluto does not want to be controlled. So when we have this energy coming together, it could manifest as uncontrolled 
fires or uncontrolled flames. So just be mindful, be careful, take precautions. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to manifest that way, right? The world is not going to blow up on Thursday. Uh, but it's never a bad thing to be cautious when we see aspects like this happening. Also on Thursday, we have the moon in Gemini making sextiles to Chiron and Aries and to Mercury in Leo. And this, I would say, is about, you know, speaking up for yourself again. <laughs> like I mentioned, whenever the moon is involved with Mercury and Leo, it will be about expressing what your needs are. And with Chiron, it's more specifically about asking for help. What do you need help with? Where would a mentor or a friend come in handy to help you with your needs? And so, this combined with the Mars square Pluto energy, this is about, you know, getting your troops together, right? Having people there to back you up because, you know, life can oftentimes be a battlefield and nobody should be walking through a battlefield by themselves, right? You want to have support. You want to have your right hand man. You want to make sure that you have an army backing you up because when you do you are more likely to succeed so don't be afraid to ask for help ask for support right chiron loves helping people <laughs> um and so if you tap into that you might attract people who want to help you and want to see you succeed and mercury is saying well you better speak up about that if you want it to happen so Thursday, you know, might be a bit of a war going on, but you do not have to fight this war alone if you simply ask for backup, right? And that brings us to Friday. Friday is another one of those days where there's not a lot of planetary stuff happening, but the moon is doing so much stuff. So I will just run through what the moon will be doing and we will break it down. So we have Gemini, we have Moon and Gemini squaring Neptune and Pisces. We have the Moon sextiling the Sun and Leo. And we have the Moon sextiling Mars and Aries before it leaves Gemini and enters the sign of Cancer. So this is, you know, a lot of fiery, um, aspects right aspects of tension as well with the square and um and then by the end of the day it's quelled down when the moon enters the its home sign of cancer and so moon square neptune is about being deceived <laughs> possibly being actively deceived because it is a square it is you know tension and conflict and so we're writing this energy off of what was happening on Thursday. And Thursday was a right mess, right? Full of crazy energy. And Neptune is just going to come into the picture and be like, hey, you thought you knew what was going on. <laughs> Maybe you don't know what's going on, right? Neptune likes to confuse people. That's where Neptune thrives the best, when there is uncertainty and things are unknown that's where neptune thrives and so be careful about you know the information you receive especially with the moon in gemini right gemini is about information and communication so the messages you receive might not be the full story on friday you might have to dig a little deeper to get to the truth of the matter and you know, this could come into play when we have the moon sextiling the sun in Leo, because the sun in Leo is bright, <laughs> you know? The sun in Leo will shine its sunny rays through all of that fog and help you to see clearly. Um, but that's if you tap into the energy, right? Because sextiles are available, but only if we utilize it and make an 
an, a conscious effort to utilize that energy. So if you're receiving messages on Friday, you know, double check. <laughs> double check those messages. Shine that sunny Leo light onto them and see if they still hold up or see if you can, you know, shine lights through the cracks in whatever story is being told to you. Um, and we also have the moon sextiling Mars in Aries this day. And this is, you know, probably going to be a hark back to the previous day where we had all that Mars Pluto stuff going on. Uh, the moon will trigger that again. So moon Mars is not always fun energy, but it can be great for self-empowerment, especially when we have a sextile aspect. And so if you are receiving messages that aren't the whole truth and you figure that out, you know, rightfully so, you may be upset, you may get a little angry about that, and, you know, you should express that in a respectable way, of course, but if you don't speak up about it, then the disrespect will just continue. And so Mars in Aries demands respect, right? And the moon in Gemini is about information and how you can be respectful with information is by delivering the truth. And so demand the truth on Friday. You won't be able to settle for anything less than the truth because anything less than the truth is disrespect. And you know the sky, the energies in the sky do not want that disrespect. So um, demand the respect. And when you get it, you can start to relax a little bit more easily because the moon will be moving into Cancer and this is so nice, right? We had such a heavy day on Thursday and, you know, there was still a bit of tumultuous energy going around on Friday, but we can end Friday with the moon in Cancer and we can start to relax for a little bit because, you know, Cancer is the sign of the moon. The moon is right at home in Cancer. And this will bring us to Saturday, where Saturday we have the moon in Cancer making a conjunction with Venus in Cancer. And this is some more feel-good energy, right? It's similar to how we started off the week with the sextile, except now that energy is even more potent because these two planets are closer together and they can share things with each other. Moon, Venus, and Cancer is definitely about sharing, uh, sharing your food, sharing your resources to some extent, but sharing in a way that can nurture others. So definitely things like donating to a food bank or even, you know, volunteering at a food bank would be, you know, moon, Venus, and Cancer type of energy. And, you know, in non-food related interpretations, this is about just feeling so comfortable in, your, in yourself and in your surroundings and your environment and just feeling at peace and at ease with things. Again, this is an aspect that, you know, there is no anxiety, there is no worries, akuna matata, right? Um, and, you know, this aspect won't last for a very long time, but it will be happening, so enjoy that moment of akuna matata, right? <laughs> we, we need it. We need it this year. All those little moments that feel good, we need to just hold on to them and keep them in our pockets because they are few and far between. So yes, um, I really like that we have the moon and Venus together this day because it provides a lot of comfort. It's a very comforting energy. And this is great because our comfort might be tested because Uranus is stationing retrograde in Taurus on Saturday. And so Taurus does not like to be shaken up. Taurus does not like change. And Uranus is all about change. And Uranus stationing retrograde is amplifying that energy of change. So especially if you have any planets around 10 degrees of the fixed signs or of the earth signs, 
you might find some surprises. <laughs> um, so yeah, Uranus turning retrograde is asking us to, you know, examine what it is our, you know, comfort zone is. And Uranus is also about liberation and freedom. And because it's going retrograde, right, it will be returning to some sort of previous idea. And if we're relating this station back to previous events in the week, I immediately go back to that Mars square Pluto um, aspect, right? Where we had this, you know, explosion of energy <laughs> between the self and you know, the man, quote unquote, and Uranus is stationing retrograde a couple days later and people will be re-examining what liberation looks like, what freedom looks like, what um, oppression looks like, right? Because the opposite of liberation is indeed oppression and you can't have one without the other, right? If there's no oppression, then there's no need to be liberated. And, you know, Uranus going retrograde will, you know, put an emphasis on that during its time retrograde. And I do not have my ephemeris, so I do not see how long Uranus will be retrograde for, but it will last for a while, right? So this is stuff that will come to mind now, and we'll be asked to re-examine it constantly while Uranus is retrograde, right? The solution isn't here yet. We're going to have to keep going back to this and coming up with new ideas, figuring out new ways to solve this problem, new ways to liberate people, new ways to, you know, end oppression because, you know, oppression's not good. No one likes that. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely pay attention if you have planets or personal points around, you know, the 10 degree mark of the fixed signs. Um, that would be Taurus, of course, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. And then also the earth signs, which again is Taurus, but also Virgo and Capricorn. 10 degrees in any of those signs will be affected by um, by this station. And while this is happening, we have the moon in Cancer making a sextile to the station in Uranus. And so uh, the moon is moving away from its, its aspect with Venus where um, there was such generosity and um, Uranus is about, you know, social work and social justice. And so really, you know, sharing with the masses is the type of energy that you can tap into on Saturday. You know, what is it that you can do? What is it that you can give or provide to another in order to liberate them, right? <laughs> it is very unlikely that liberation will happen on a massive scale all at once. It will require, you know, small acts that just add up against, not against, but on top of one another. And you can choose to be a part of that process by sharing what you can in small ways to people who need it. And that will bring us to Sunday. Now, Sunday, we have a little bit more going on in the sky, right? We have the sun making a trine to Mars and Aries, right? The sun is at 26 Leo and Mars is at 26 Aries. Rather, that's 24, not 26. Ah, uh, getting ahead of myself. <laughs> yes, the trine will take place at 24 degrees of the fire signs. And... This is, you know, riding that wave of a need for freedom because fire does not like to be contained. And we have two planets in dignity, in fire signs, you know, communicating with each other. So this is very hot energy. But, you know, heat can be the catalyst that's needed in order for change to take place, right? 
in chemistry, adding heat into the equation will speed up the chemical reaction. So this is a great energy if you're looking to, you know, really make a change to the situation that is going on around you because the sun in Leo is free and expressive and bright and can do whatever it wants to. And Mars in Aries is allowing that to happen, right? Leo is a fixed sign, so it can be slow to start things sometimes. But Aries is quick, right? Aries starts everything. And Mars is, you know, backing up the sun and providing that action that's needed in order to go forth and shine, right? So Sunday is a great day to really put yourself out there and put yourself out there in a really strong way because you know, Mars in Aries and the Sun and Leo, they're both very strong in these positions. And so you're really being asked to act on this day. Um, the actions you take will be strong and supported on Sunday. So make sure those are some good actions that you're deciding to take because they can definitely turn out to serve you in the long run. And, you know, the rest of the stuff happening this day is the moon in the latter degrees of Cancer making all those oppositions to the planets in Capricorn, right? And so I won't go over this too much again because um, we did have moon making aspects to all these planets earlier in the week. And, you know, it's a similar energy, just the, the outlet of the energy is different, right? Earlier in the week, the outlet of the energy was a trine, and on Sunday, it will be an opposition. And so, you know, with the opposition energy, it can be a little bit more contentious, but it is more focused, right? Because, you know, oppositions are two ends of the balance beam, right? Two ends of the spectrum. And so, there is a straight line going from point A to point P, and there's not really a lot of, um, there's not a lot of different courses it can take. It's usually just this one straight line, right? And so we're toggling between the comfort of moon in Cancer, but at the same time, there's all this heavy energy across the way Oh my God, bumping my microphone again. Um, but yeah, there's all this heavy energy across the way. And, you know, can we really be that comfortable when there's all this stress on the other side of the street? Um, I mean, you can if you lack empathy. Um, but I, you know, a lot of people don't lack empathy. So... Um, I'm speaking to you. If you do not, if you do not lack empathy, then you know you might be pushed to, you know, do something so that the comfort that you feel can be shared with the people across the way. Right? Oppositions are typically about the self versus the other, and so, you know, you are coming from a place where you know, you're actually kind of comfortable. You can actually kind of do what you got to do. And perhaps someone else is in more need and you're in a place to help them. If, you know, just a little bit. That is something you should totally do. It's always nice to give when you have the means and someone else has the need for it. So yes, those are the transits for this week, August 10th through the 16th. Um, not a lot of, uh, planetary transits, but, you know, the ones that are happening are definitely very big and significant. Um, but, you know, lots of moon stuff to keep in mind, because when there's not a lot of planet stuff going on, it is really important to keep in touch with the moon, because the moon will more closely show what it is we're going through on a daily basis, right? The moon doesn't necessarily necessarily show the big um, 
you know, transitional energies in our lives. But it does show, you know, the day in and day out things that we're going through. And it kind of walks through the step-by-step process of living. (laughs) So if you want to be more in touch with your life, it is definitely important to pay attention to the moon's transits, which is why I focus so much on them, because I just think they're very important, (laughs) Um, especially when there aren't other transits going on that kind of outweigh the moon's transits. Um, So yes, that has been this week. I, I hope that you definitely can make your way through it, definitely tap into the strength. There is so much strength to be gathered this week. You know, it might not be easy strength. It might not be the most painless strength to tap into, but it is there. And you know what? You are a very strong person. I can sense it. I can sense it all the way from here. You are strong and you have what it takes to rise up and get done what you need to get done and take what you need to take, right? Especially if that is taking up space, have the strength to take up the space that you deserve to have because everyone is deserving of space. So yes, that is the end of the horoscope for this week. And that brings us to the end of this episode. I just want to thank you for listening. And if you are interested in staying up to date with me, you can follow me on Twitter at Janae Astrology to witness my mental shenanigans. You can follow me on Instagram at Janae Astrology. I post daily tarot readings there. So if you want to have a little bit of extra guidance or advice to getting through the energies of the day. Instagram is where you can find that. You can also find me on Facebook by searching for Astrology by Janae. Um, You can stay up to date with, you know, the blog posts I have and, um, you know, just general announcements. And you can also check out my unfinished website, the beta website, astrologybyjanae.com, where, of course, I post all of those blog posts and, you know, some other fun stuff here and there. And you can check me out on YouTube by searching for Astrology by Janae, where I sporadically, very, very sporadically, post astrology and tarot-related videos. So yes, thank you for tuning in, and I will see you next Sunday. Bye.